Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By, where each week I seek to help us understand current events from God's perspective, then discern the specific response God desires of His people. In this way, I help us to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Who would have thought this entire COVID ordeal would have taken us down the spiral path of suffering and losses for over 18 months now? Early with the reports of COVID, I had many suspicions, and they have proven correct. As the months wore on and we were subjected to various mandates and poor management and poor reporting about COVID, I experienced more suspicions that have continued to grow, and each one is proving true. I've held strong to the belief that truth will win. I also thought truth would have won much sooner than it has. However, I trust God has a perfect plan in and through all we have endured. Any rational person has to have had many questions about the existence and management of COVID-19. Never before has there been so much governmental control for a disease that has such a high rate of survival. If you didn't know that COVID-19 has a high rate of survival, it's because you've been trusting mainstream media, the government, social media giants, big pharma, and the like for information they promote. I'm grateful, however, that more and more people with questions are searching other sources and they're finding the answers and the truth is becoming known. You want the truth. I want the truth. No one likes being lied to and certainly no one actually wants to live their life on the basis of lies. But as I've said on other podcasts, unless we deliberately search for truth, we will by default be deceived. That's simply the nature of the world we live in. So with this podcast, I want us to consider what in the world is going on and how we gain our lives back at this point in what's become known as the Covidian cult culture. In fact, I ask you to make a point of viewing the links I have in the show notes to learn more about the Covidian cult and prayerfully seek the Lord to help you determine what is true. Rosh Hashanah is the first of the Jewish fall festivals, and we've just experienced that And the 10 days that follow Rosh Hashanah leading up to Yom Kippur are known as the 10 days of awe. These are days of somber reflection leading up to Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement. This holiday ordained by God is to be a day of serious reflection before God to learn of any wicked ways in us so we can repent of them and position ourselves to be blessed by God in the coming year. Well, I don't want to miss out on anything and I know you don't. So let's use this podcast to consider ourselves and position ourselves to be blessed and confidently live in truth in the coming year. With this podcast, I want us to consider the realities of our current world events, the significance of the present age, season, and times, and how we must intentionally and deliberately respond to God to restore truth and order to our nations. And by the end of this podcast, I hope you'll understand the people of the world have been subjected to intentional diversions crafted to conceal the truth as the enemy of God seeks to gain control of the world. However, God has permitted world events to occur as a means of waking up people to the truth so we can choose to align ourselves with God or with Satan. This is the crux of our current world events. God is setting things up so that people everywhere have opportunity to repent before he administers his justice in our midst. Every one of us will be held accountable for our deeds, whether good or bad, in this present season. And I'm not talking about final judgment and reward. I'm talking about God showing up in our midst within the weeks and the few months to come. 
let's consider current world events. As the disease goes, COVID-19 is real, and it's a nasty flu-like virus. I know, my husband has had it. However, since the Center for Disease Control's own documents reveal survival rates of 99.997% for people aged 0 to 19, a 99.98% survival for those aged 20 to 49, a 99.5% for those aged 50 to 69, and a 94.6% for those aged 70 and up. Any rational-minded person would ask, why has this disease been so severely managed, even to the point of forcing people to lock down businesses and suffer serious financial loss, not to mention all the other mandates and governmental controls forced upon people worldwide? To the thinking mind, there's a whole lot that doesn't make sense and we have to work to find out what's really going on. Last week, with my interview of Clay Clark, we learned a lot of people are making tons of money during this dreadful past couple of years. We also learned that many hospitals and medical professionals are following treatment protocols for COVID patients that are actually killing the patients. If you didn't hear last week's podcast, please make a point of doing so, and above all, if you or a loved one comes down with COVID, Do all within your power not to have to go to the hospital because the use of ventilators and remdesivir will kill you. Use the links I provide in the show notes to connect with doctors that will truly help. Doctors who will prescribe hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and budesonide. Doctors who have successfully treated thousands of COVID patients. Remember, I am not a doctor. I'm just giving you my opinion and asking you to confer with doctors who have excellent reputations concerning COVID. With just this much information, notwithstanding social distancing, mask mandates, and vaccine mandates, we have plenty of questions that need answers. The intentions behind all of this is far greater and far more sinister than most of us have imagined. What we are experiencing is the oppressive control and domination by people who have adopted the evil plans of the lying devil himself to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. Some of these people openly worship Satan. Others are caught up in what has been promoted as a noble cause to help make the planet more sustainable, with no regard or belief in God. With last week's podcast, I also made an excellent case that the reason the whole world is in the mess it's in is because the church, the ecclesia, meaning all Christians around the world, has failed to effectively advance God's kingdom and his will on earth. Even so, God is ever ready to hear our prayers of repentance and our cries for his help, consistent with 2 Chronicles 7.14. God says, when we sincerely cry out to him in repentance, he will hear our prayers and he will heal our land. Saints, this is the glorious threshold we are on right now. Enough of us have interceded and prayed with repentance and God is already answering our prayers. We are starting to see our prayers answered, and there will be much more intervention by God in the weeks and the months to come. God often displays his glory surrounding the times of the Jewish fall festivals, which continue through January until Hanukkah. We need to better understand where we are on God's timeline to learn what we must do to see God's kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. Please understand, this is my best attempt at prayerfully calculating the times and the seasons to understand current events from a spiritual perspective. So starting with the understanding of the ages. An age is an historical period of time or an era. 
Just as human history is divided up into ages according to defining characteristics such as the Middle Ages, the Modern Age, Postmodern Age, biblical history can also be divided into different eras. Broadly, biblical history can be divided into two periods, the Old Testament era, which is the period of the law, and the New Testament era, which is the period of grace. The New Testament era is also referred to as the church age. So long as the church, meaning all believers in Christ, who are also known as the bride of Christ, so long as the church is on the earth, we are living in the church age. There are many well-respected prophets who declare we have moved from the church age into the kingdom age, which means we are living in the last days leading up to Christ's return. Technically, the last days are all of the days since Christ's ascension. And my perspective is that we're not at the end of the end times. Rather, I believe we're at the beginning of the end times. Also, I'm not of the mind that the kingdom age replaces the church age as some purport. Rather, I believe the emphasis of the kingdom will of God being done on earth as it is in heaven will be elevated during this last phase of the church age leading up to Christ's return. This kingdom age is not to be confused, however, with Christ's millennial kingdom reign. To explain this, let's consider the Jewish calendar. As I mentioned, we just entered the Jewish New Year of 5782. The Hebrew calendar was created by adding up the ages of all the descendants of Adam and Eve described in the Old Testament, making the year of creation of Adam year zero. So, according to long-standing Jewish understanding, this means we are living in the 5,782nd year since the creation of Adam. Next, according to Jewish tradition, and also determined by St. Augustine, from Genesis to Revelation, there are six ages of the world, each covering a period of 1,000 years. Add to this the Jewish belief that the Messiah must come by the year 6,000, and it's fascinating to understand the significance of the current Hebrew year of 5782. Some believe the outline of the ages includes a seventh age as the age of eternal rest based on God's seven days of creation, which will occur after the final judgment and in times. This seventh age of 1,000 years, then, is the millennial reign of Christ, which replaces the church age. The enemy of God understands the anticipated timeline, and he's ever and always trying to interfere with God's plans. In our lifetime, the enemy has been trying to accelerate God's plan, wanting to bypass the great harvest of souls and take us directly into the times of the Antichrist and the Tribulation. Consistent with his ancient plans, the enemy has been working to gather enough people under his evil plan to formulate a one-world order, a government that he controls with the plan of overcoming the government of God. We know the nations of the world are Christ's inheritance. Therefore, the enemy has worked to shatter governments and nations. The nation of Israel, being the first God recognized, has been the enemy's primary target. God chose Israel to be in covenant with him. The next nation to enter into covenant with God is America. Not because God chose America, but because the early settlers of this nation chose God. Regardless of the claims many make, the truth is America was established as a Christian nation. If you need to be convinced of this, send me an email and I'll download more resources to prove this claim than you'll know what to do with. America has been a better friend to Israel than all other nations of the world. America is the only nation to have been established as a republic under God. People from all other nations have recognized the blessings of America and how their nations are impacted based on what occurs in America. Attracting powerful people since America's founding, the enemy of God has been at work to demolish America and all America stands for. 
There has been corruption in our government and political system for hundreds of years. Easier prey for the enemy, however, has been those nations already led by power-hungry men and women who don't believe in God, influencing these nations to band together to overcome America and Israel has been the enemy's strategy. In the past nearly two years, God has exposed this truth and has been exposing the people involved. Understand this, the most important issue of our day is the presidential election of 2020. If the enemy of God can overturn the election, he can overcome our nation. Then Israel will be left without an important ally and the people of the world will be without hope. We must understand central to all that's going on in the world today are the United States 2020 elections. The many controlling and oppressive events that we have been subjected to have been planned since before the 2016 elections. Those involved want to take over America and turn it into a communist Marxist country to be controlled by the self-appointed elite who have been working to establish a one-world order. COVID-19 was an international bioweapon implemented to help take over the elections and put into power the evil people who want a one-world order. Before there ever was any public knowledge of COVID-19, Nancy Pelosi, Dr. Fauci, Bill Gates, and others made open comments about a worldwide pandemic to come in the future. They're not prophets of God, so how could they know unless they were part of the planning? Further, Bill Gates has repeatedly made statements about the importance of reducing the world's population, which we can see he's been attempting through vaccines. Make a point of reading the content from the Population Research Institute in my show notes. In other countries, powerful and influential men and women were holding secret meetings to share their ideas, philosophies, and more to create a, quote-unquote, more sustainable earth. The Bilderberg meetings are such an example. You can learn more about that in my show notes. Klaus Schwab, founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, the International Organization for Public-Private Cooperation, is one of the many self-appointed elite who has been working for a one-world order. Gaining control over the minds of the people to eliminate any opposition to their plans has been underway for a long time. Using high-level fear-mongering and planned psychological operations, the people of the world have been controlled. Clearly, all the people of the world are in a war of good versus evil. But understand, Satan will never defeat God. He can, however, make significant advances based on the lack of involvement of God's people to fight for righteousness. Let me repeat that. Satan will never defeat God, but he can make significant advances based on the lack of involvement of God's people to fight for righteousness. Do not expect God to rescue us. God will not take the bride out of this world until she has made herself ready, Revelation 19.7. And Christians, I think you'd have to agree we are far from ready. But God is giving us another chance to get right with him, to prepare and to get engaged, working with God to see his kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. In this present age, I and many others sense we are about to experience the manifest glory of God on earth in biblical proportions. Think the Exodus. Remember how God's people did not suffer the plagues that God brought upon the Egyptians? Remember how after the plagues, the Egyptians so wanted the Hebrews to leave that they showered them with vast amounts of wealth. Then, when the Hebrews were chased up against the Red Sea, God showed off 
Well, I believe we're about to see God work in our behalf on par with the parting of the Red Sea. If you can get a hold of this, pray and make it a matter of resolute faith to believe. We all need to intensify our prayer efforts because we are fast approaching the most heated point of this spiritual battle. This brings me to consider the current times and seasons. A prophetic word by Neville Johnson helps us understand, quote, There are seasons within seasons. There are epochs or ages which mark such times as the birth and the resurrection of Jesus, the fall of Jerusalem, the Reformation, etc. There are seasons within seasons which are important, like specific years in a decade. The last time there was such a significant timing was the beginning of the Reformation in the 16th century. While this was a millstone in the history of the Church, denominations began to emerge following the Reformation, for example, Lutherans, Baptists, Methodists, and Pentecostals. However, in this present and last season, persecution will trigger a collapse of our dependency on the world systems, causing denominations and divisions to dissolve. This will be of God's doing. We must be the people of the kingdom of God. There will now be a period of removing the tares from the church. There must be unity in the church before we can walk in the fullness. This must happen before the harvest begins. Matthew 13:24-30 end quote. I think Johnson accurately describes the current days we're living, a time where persecution is triggering a collapse of our dependency on the world systems, causing denominations and divisions to dissolve. I believe this pandemic that the self-appointed elite have attempted to use to create their one-world order is actually being used by God. While they have been working for a global reset, God has been working to produce a global setup where people must choose good or evil, life or death, and reap the blessings or consequences accordingly. With this, God's people are uniting in the essentials of the faith without letting denominational differences divide us. Soon, the church will no longer be defined by our denominations or the church buildings we meet in. Rather, the church will be seen as the people of the kingdom of God. At this point, let's consider the present time within the season. Again, this is the Hebrew year 5782. Madeline James's understanding of this present time is, and I quote, I believe as we've stepped into 5782 and heading into 2022, we've entered into a very strategic time. In Hebrew, the letter bet has the numeric value of two. Bet has the word picture of a tent or a tabernacle. Prophetically, a tent or a tabernacle is a place that houses the presence of God or a place where you meet with God face to face, like Moses did. I feel one of the main areas of emphasis for 5782 is building the habitation of God for the things to come. Now, in this hour, we are in a very apostolic time of advancing and building the kingdom of God. Over the past couple of years, we have been in a divine reset. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. As structures and systems come down, we must also build up with the things of God. Jeremiah 1.10, end quote. The divine rest she speaks of has been a forced rest from our lives as usual so that we would be caused to wake up and see what is truth and what is deception, what is good and what is evil. And most definitely, with worldwide events of the past 18 months to two years or so, with lockdowns, business shutdowns, and more, most of us have been caused to see realities we were otherwise completely unaware of. There's a long list of reasons why God's people have been utterly ignorant 
to the rampant evil in our midst. And each reason is a matter God is wanting to purge from his bride, meaning the church, of all believers in Christ worldwide. I think of matters such as selfish ambition, carnal indulgences, apathy, lack for the fear of God, and deception. These are just a few reasons within which are many sub-reasons. As you consider yourself from the beginning of 2020 through to today, what would you say have been the reasons you've been caught off guard with the events that have unfolded? A more important question maybe is, what have you learned and how have you adjusted so you can confidently have a relationship with the Lord with the assurance that you are in His protection and positioned to receive His blessings? God's objective for his bride in all of this is for each one of us to get right before him so he can show us his love and protection. God wants all of us, his bride, to make ourselves ready. What do we need to do? As Amanda Grace recently said, we need to stand up, armor up, speak up, and show up. And I'll add, we need to buckle up because as many prophets have stated, things are going to get worse before they get better, but they will get better. The enemy has tried for hundreds of years to accelerate God's timeline to prevent the great end-time harvest of souls from happening, but he can't. God won't let him. Yet what we need to understand is the enemy gains victory according to the degree Christians retreat. Let us resolutely determine to find our place and advance the kingdom of God together in unity. With this, I want to introduce you to Tina Horlocker, mother of 10, who is actively engaged in the battle, who will not only inspire you, but provide you with real opportunities to learn more and take your God-intended place in this spiritual battle. Tina is hosting an event October 22nd and 23rd this year in Utah, intended to help charge and equip you. Here's my interview with Tina. I am so delighted, Tina, to have you here with me today and to bring to my audience information about your upcoming event, which will be in October 2021, called We Can Act Liberty Conference. And I would like you to just start right off the bat. What inspired you to do this and how did you pull this off? Well, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here, Pam. It's been a, it's been an effort of faith, that's for sure. It's actually something that's been long in the process of happening. I've been involved in politics here in Utah for many years and fought against the establishment politicians to be able to protect our, especially our election process. And it was just an uphill battle. And every time we had a win, they turned it into some manipulated loss. I decided that we needed to put together an event to really give people information because it was so hard to get accurate information with big tech censorship and media fraud. So after the election, we decided we were going to put together this event. I have just a couple of women who are helping me and we've pulled in these speakers from across the nation. Some of the topics that we're going to be discussing are religious liberty, big tech censorship, media bias, election fraud, medical tyranny, human trafficking, and broken Hollywood, amongst a few other topics. And tell me, who are some of your speakers that you've got already scheduled to attend and present? We're going to have America's general there, General Mike Flynn. We're super excited to have him. We've got Katie Hopkins, who's coming from England. She is a phenomenal speaker. She was really working hard against the establishment there, the corruptness that was going on there. And they basically ran her out. She was standing firm against the mandates and and really creating a rising up of the people. And they ran her out. Her life was definitely in danger. And she's going to be at our event and we'll be speaking. We also have Vicki O'Brien. She's a Hollywood producer that's down in Texas. We have Dr. Peter McCullough, 
Senator Sonny Borelli and Wendy Rogers of Arizona to talk about the forensic audit that's going on there. We have Bishop Leon Benjamin, C.L. Bryant, and also we have Clay Clark. He's going to be our MC, and Dr. Simone Gold. Yeah, it was actually at Clay Clark's event in Anaheim where you and I met. Did you attend the Anaheim event to get an idea of how to structure your event? Why were you in Anaheim? An event like that is an event that I would go to because I'm interested in finding out information and and being with people that believe similar to me, or at least feel similarly to me. So that's a place I really wanted to be. So I traveled from Utah to California by car, paid $500 for my ticket and really had an amazing experience. Our event is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be super patriotic. We're going to have a lot of constitutional themes, but we really want people to go away empowered. We want them to come ready to take notes. We want them to have real action items. We want to create a ground swelling, just a a grassroots movement that's already kind of happening, but we just want to help move it along, especially in the Intermountain West. Absolutely. And let me ask you, how many people are you able to accommodate? What's the capacity? So we have 10,000 seats to sell. Uh, we have 100 booths. So if you, anyone in your audience desires to have a booth, it's, it's going to be an amazing setup and a really great opportunity for people at booths because we're starting at noon but people can enter the hall at eight. And so there will be plenty of time to network and just, you know, socialize with other people and walk through the booths and get amazing information. Now, the people who have the booths, would they be considered sponsors of this event? Some of them will be sponsors. People who sponsor have can have a booth. Some of the speakers will have booths and then there will just be, there'll be some not-profit, there'll be some for-profit booths. We're also going to have a lot of media there. Great. Now, I want you to tell my audience about the ticket prices and where they can get their tickets and anything else you have to offer for my audience. Okay, so our tickets are priced at $139. That's for the two days. And those two days include a boxed lunch for each day or dinner. And also included in that price, one of our sponsors, Frontside. I don't know if you know what Frontside is, but it's a gun training um, center in Las Vegas. And I've been there numerous times. I absolutely love it. They are giving a free four-day $2,000 course, handgun course for everyone who purchases a ticket. So it is a still of a deal. Like I said, I paid $500 to go to my Anaheim event with Clay Clark. So it's a really, really good deal. But I even have a better deal for your audience, Pam. I've created a promo code of the word faith. So it is really just going to be a phenomenal event just a a place to be. And people are just going to go away empowered and just also imbued with patriotism. I was in Washington, D.C. on July 6th. I've never been at a place where I felt a more patriotic feeling than that day in Washington, D.C. I want to recreate that event in Salt Lake City. I want people to feel the patriotism so thick that you can cut it with a knife. And if I understand what you're really wanting to do is not only impart information to people and encourage them, but call them to action. Am I right? Oh, yes. That's that's our name. We can act and we must act. If we want to, if we want to keep our freedoms, we must act. And, and I think people want to act. They're ready to act. They just don't know what to do. So all of our speakers, we are telling them, make sure you have real action items that people can take home and do something with them. Outstanding. Now tell my audience how people can go to your website, get the tickets, learn more information. All right. So if you go to our website, it's at wecanact.net. You can go there. You can find out all the information you want to know about the event. You can also purchase your ticket. So like I said, the tickets are 139 right now. They will go up. And we created a promo code for you, Pam, 
for your audience of faith. So if you type in the word faith, that will give you $10 off the price of the ticket. And just as you explained, the $500 is what a VIP ticket is at Clay Clark's event. Yours is quite the value. You're $139 for general admission, $269 for VIP. Plus, if they use my promo code that you've just provided, faith, the word faith, they'll get an additional $10 off. In closing, Tina, what would you like to say to encourage my listeners? Well, I really believe that we need to be the light. We need to not be afraid of the dark, but we need to move into the dark and we need to turn on the light so that people know we're there and they don't feel afraid. I feel like a lot of people are afraid, but when they see us being a light, then they can, they can take that light and burn it, use it as a torch to go into the dark also. So I, I want people to stop feeling afraid. I want them to, to know that God is out there, that he's aware of us and that he has all power. And there's really no reason to be afraid, but we have to do our part. Agreed. I've been encouraging my audience to make sure we are partnering with God. Tina, thank you so much. I can't wait to hear the reports after the event. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pam, for having me. Okay. You heard Tina say that in her state, they work to see wins with their elections only to see it turn into a manipulated loss. As a resident of California, with our recent effort to recall our governor, Gavin Newsom, I'm convinced the vast majority of our elections are rigged in an effort to keep evil leadership in office. If there's any way you can make it to the We Can Act Liberty Conference October 22nd and 23rd in Utah, make a point of getting your tickets and don't forget to use the discount code FAITH, F-A-I-T-H. Tina's complete bio and contact details are provided for you in the show notes. Now, let me summarize this entire podcast. First, we are aware of the age, the season, and the time we're living in. Second, we are no longer ignorant concerning evil. Third, we must seek God to reveal any wicked way in us that we can repent and position ourselves for His blessings and protection. Number four, we must partner with God, deliberately praying and working to see His kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. Five, We must pray for those who have been cooperating with evil to repent and turn to God before it's too late. And lastly, we must unite in our charge to fulfill the Great Commission, securing the nations for Christ, because the nations are His inheritance. Next week, I'll continue helping us discern the current times with expectations that we will have evidences of God's intervention in our behalf to talk about. If you've liked what you've heard from me today, I ask you to show your support in whatever way you can. I offer my books and other products from my web store, which you can get through faithtoliveby.com. Be sure to use my promo code TRUTH and receive a 20% discount on up to two products. And if you haven't already, make a point of getting my Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. It's a great way to display your faith and encourage others. Also, consider becoming a subscriber to my bi-monthly e-newsletter, which will make you a preferred member where you'll receive special announcements and offers not available to others. And with so much going on every day, let's also connect on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can find my addresses in the show notes. And be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on Charisma Podcast Network and on my website, faithtoliveby.com. On that landing page, there is a link and more information about my sponsors and partners. Again, if you've been blessed by my ministry, 
purchasing the goods and services I bring you, or taking advantage of the services my sponsors provide supports me, and it would be greatly appreciated. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your reviews help the show reach more people, it helps share the gospel, and helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. Also, depending on the platform where you listen, please subscribe to this podcast so you're sure not to miss a single edition. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.